Welcome to Cancel This Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Sautel. My career as a firefighter, along with my faith in Jesus, has given me a unique view on things I'm passionate about, such as current events, eternal truths, and transformational stories. On today's show, I'm going to have a conversation with my friend, John Cooper. John is the front man of the multi-platinum band Skillet and is pretty much one of the coolest guys I've ever met outside the fire department, of course, because he has no problem speaking the truth regardless of the topic. But more importantly, he loves to profess the good news of Jesus Christ through all he does, including his newest album titled Dominion. So sit back, relax, turn the volume down just a bit and enjoy this episode of Cancel This Podcast. John Cooper, welcome to the Cancel This Podcast, man. It's such a pleasure to have you. Cancel This. I love it. What a great <laughs> title, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, the, the, the theme still goes around my whole theme of Jesus is all we need. But what I've learned is both inside the church and outside of the church, people just love to cancel conversations, cancel things we're talking about because maybe they're uncomfortable, but they need to be talked about. And so I sat down with a group of friends. They said, dude, why don't you come up with this like title of cancel this, man, <laughs> because you're a fireman for 22 years. You're not overly scared of, you know, people saying stuff to you or, you know, being mean to you. So that's where the title of the show came from. <laughs> I'm all in. I love it, man. Cancel yeah. this. It's a, uh, it's a statement and it's a, um, it's a demand. <laughs> right. I like it. Exactly. Man. The, call, <laughs> the call to action, if you will. Yes, it's a statement and a challenge. I dare you. Cancel this. <laughs> exactly. Hey, bro, I love what you're doing with your podcast, with your media, and especially, I mean, your music, man. I, we could spend just hours alone talking about past albums and the amazing things that you've done. But I want to talk about this new album that you have called Dominion that is coming out. And I can't disclose where or who gave me a copy, but I got a copy ahead of time. And I'm telling you, bro, this album is sick on so many levels, man. Tell oh, me thanks. a little bit about why you decided to kind of take on a project like this in the middle of a global pandemic. And I say that with quotes and stuff. What, what was your heart <laughs> behind doing this, man? <laughs> uh, I would be laughing this whole podcast. You're making me laugh. Um, sorry. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, it is funny. So, um, so obviously this is, uh, I shouldn't say obviously, a lot of people listening might not know who I am. So my name is John. I'm in the band Skillet. We have, let's see, this is our 11th record. And we've been making records for a long time, since 1996. So we're just celebrating our 25th year, wow. which is just nuts. I can't believe it. God's been really good to us. But, but the point is this, is that sometimes when you make records, you sit down and you say, hey, I want to write about X, Y, and Z. And, and you think about it and you formulate, how can we say that? Other times you sit down to write a record and it just like comes out of you. You know, it's like almost like stream of consciousness for people that have ever, you know, written right. literature class when you're growing up. Right. They say, just write whatever comes to your mind. And, and I, I, I've written really good songs both ways. And I've written a lot of really bad songs both ways. So I, I've kind of found that there, to me, there's no like plan. Uh, you know, if you do it this way, it turns out good. I, I think that some of that's out of your control. It's just that you want to make art. You want to write something you believe in and hopefully something that impacts somebody's life, but you just go for it. Well, these songs were just like, 
coming out of this because I wasn't planning on recording a record. Like, like you said, I don't know if it's the best idea to, to release the <laughs> album in the middle of a pandemic right? <laughs> when you can't tour it. Right. But, but yeah, I've also learned in my life that, you know what, when, when it happens, it happens. Don't overthink it. You strike when the iron's hot. And, and as a, a believer, you, we have no idea what God's doing. You can, you can make your plans as best as you want to, but you can't make you can't you have no control over the outcome you know the bible says that man makes his plans but but the lord directs his paths you yes. know that's that's up to him and right. so i just said god i think that you're giving us these songs because they're coming out so fast there's a lot of energy to these songs i feel like it's an album for now the message is for now and i just said if this is what you're doing i don't care if it's the wrong time because if it's god's time it's the right time dude that is so good you know um when I start, you know, not being a right, I'm a high school dropout. I made it to the 10th grade. Okay. <laughs> so then I became a fireman at the age of 18. So I was raised in a firehouse. So I'm not your average author, if you will. But what the correlation I have, and not to steal away from your album, but what I got out of it is when I wrote my book, I, I, I went into back into some really dark times that I was in. And I, I wrote from the quote heart in those dark times, meaning that I wanted to, people to relate that, man, it, it just sucks out there sometimes, right? And when we are in the middle of that, I truly feel that we are writing from the heart, whether it's a song, whether it's a book or, or whatever you're doing creatively. And what I appreciated about this album is the feeling of what you were going through with the the darkness, you know, let, let's talk about the political infighting, the what's real, what's not real, should you, shouldn't you, all this kind of stuff. I, I felt that. But what I loved about it is there's also a lot of messages of hope and call to action. And with that being said, I want to talk about the title track, Dominion. Dude, where did that song, quote, I'm going to call it also a call to action come from, man. What was on your heart when you, you wrote that song? Well, I'm so glad that you, you pick up on what the album's about. I mean, to, to be honest, uh, not to Brown knows, but I've had a ton of great interviews. Um, not everybody always picks up on those deeper messages, and that's okay. Some people just right. listen to it and they go, that rocks. It makes me feel good. I can go to the gym. Your, your song helped me lift weights today. And I go, that's really cool. But when you do listen to <laughs> right. you know, skillless music, you do hear these other things happening. Dominion, uh, I will say this. I've never written a song as uh, anti-establishment as uh, – I've written some angry songs before, but not as anti-establishment as this. It's just something we haven't talked about. And what I think it is for me is the times we're in demand us to be honest about stuff because we are, right. at, we are at a breaking point when the, the, the entire world is changing. The, the philosophy – of the whole world, it's not just America, of the globe, because we, we tour the globe, and I see all these same things happening, and the amount of uh, government overreach, I, I've never sung about politics before, but the amount of government overreach should be frightening the poop out of everybody. Amen, brother. Very scary, right? Yeah. And so Dominion, the title track, it's based on this wonderful scripture from the book of Daniel. It says it's talking about Jesus and it's prophesying about Jesus because it's Old Testament, of course. And it says his dominion shall be an everlasting dominion and, he, and the rule of his kingdom shall have no end. That is, the, that is what we're singing about because I think that even as Christians, we've gotten this idea that the world belongs to the devil 
right. there's nothing we can do about it. But the world does not belong to the devil. The world belongs to Christ. He, he is the Lord of heaven and earth as we speak right now, not just in the future reign of the kingdom or something. The kingdom is here. He is in control. He is reigning. But we have a lot of battle to go through, and man, are we feeling it right now. So the idea of dominion, to be honest, was a rebuke to the government. It's a rebuke to the government that you need to get back into your sphere. Mm-hmm. You're up in my sphere right now. This is my body, my mind. This is my children. The government does not have a right to right. take over my children and my marriage and and yada, yada. It's a, it's a rebuke to the government to do that, but it's also a celebration of the kingdom of God because, you know, the chorus of the song says, uh, dominion, dominion under the fist of the powerful dominion won't let the empire take control a revolution from within. Let the kingdom reign begin. So that's the idea. We're not getting guns and taking over America. We are letting God do his wonderful work of freeing people because of salvation and the good news of Christ. And as we live that out, people are going to discover that freedom. And man, is it so wonderful to know Jesus because then you are set free from the bondage, addiction to sin and and pornography and mm-hmm. lust or greed or hate, bitterness, th- those things that you will not forgive somebody. And all of a sudden you give your life to Jesus and he gives you a, pow- a, a new heart and Holy Spirit power. And now you can begin to do these things that you didn't have the strength to do before. That's a wonderful message. Dude, I love that. And that's, you know, you're going to see sometimes we go all over the place on this show, but that is what I love about the way that you use your platform. People talk platform, platform, platform. Let's be honest. That's a man-made concept, media-made concept. They're ministries, bro. You were handed a ministry and you were also told by God himself through his word to steward it, man. And the way that you steward it by bringing this message to folks that would generally never hear it or never want to hear it because they, they're, they you know, the establishment is kind of beating them down a little. And let's be honest, there's some establishment also in certain churches. And I'm not here to beat up the church of Christ, but, you know, there's some legalism that comes down. It's like, ah. Oh. And what I love about what you do is you get these messages to the folks that normally wouldn't hear it. And the reason I'm going there is because I'm, dude, I've never done an interview, like I said, just listening to an album and then going straight down and stuff and coming up with my questions. But we're going to jump straight down into the song Destiny, okay? Mm. And before we do, I'm going to give you the dreaded backstory on why this one touched me so much. I'm in my office, I'm rocking out down here, and my wife, Christy, walks in the room and she's you know just an amazing woman labor and delivery nurse she's the one who led me to christ and all that and she's like yo is that skillet <laughs> oh yeah she's like i haven't heard that and i said yeah, I mean, hey go away okay this is private stuff just that's joking right about you, yeah, don't have, joking you don't have privileges yet <laughs> right yeah don't tell that to my wife because a skillet <laughs> will fly across the room and hit me okay <laughs> but when i was listening she said honey start it over again i want to listen to this and we're sitting here And I noticed she was kind of tearing up. And when my wife tears up, I tear up. Because when I was in my darkest time, approximately 20 years ago, as a young, faithless fireman, just literally, bro, seconds away from taking my life, hated Christians, hated the church, not because of anything they did to me, just because I saw a goodness everyone else had that I felt I couldn't have. And I was in such a dark place. So darkness was my destiny, dude. 
I was there. And then God put a woman into my life. And honestly, she said, I'm not going to continue dating you unless you come to church with me. But she also threw she was in love with me, tears streaming down her face because she could see the pain of the fire department working in the busiest firehouse on the West Coast. What I went through on a daily basis of the shootings, the fires, just rapes, murders and just, you know, the evilness. And that was my world, dude. But what I loved about this was how she didn't rescue me. She didn't pull me out of the darkness, but I saw the light shining out of her and I wanted more of what she had. Obviously, my wife's the hottest chick on the face here. So, you know, I was going after her too, but I wanted that, that lightness inside her. So there's this line called this darkness ain't my destiny, bro. Come on now. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> oh, dude, that is such an awesome story. Man, I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like praising now. Uh, man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what it means to be rescued from the kingdom of darkness into his glorious light. The Bible says, I can't hear stories like that enough. And really, I mean, that is what this song is about. Th- this song is about, let's see. In some ways, it's about forgiveness mm-hmm. because you have these things that, that lock you up. You know, I was just saying before that when we live out the Christian life, the world should see the way we live and they should want what we want, even if it makes them mad, right? Even if right. they're like, how come this, uh, my life sucks and their life is good. And sure, those things happen. But like, I'll give you an example. I just read just this week, or actually, sorry, I don't know where this is coming out, but right. When we're recording it just this week, I just saw a news recording that there's a singer called Billie Eilish. Maybe everybody listening doesn't know who Billie Eilish is, but one of the most famous pop singers in the world, young. And I just read where she did an interview where she said that she had been watching pornography since she was, I think she said, 11 years old. And she's telling the story about how it wrecked her life and it caused mental, like mental health problems. Oh, yeah. Now, the th- and, and it caused a dangerous relationship. I'm only saying that because Billie Eilish is not a Christian, right. is not religious at all that I know. I've talked about those kind of things because I'm so I'm so anti the porn industry. Us Christians get called puritanical, quit being so judgmental. But then you have someone in the world that discovers something that the Bible already tells us, which is that if you don't live your life according to God's word, you are going to feel locked up. Right. You are going to feel in chains because you are in chains. You are missing out on the life and the light of Christ, which is so beautiful and wonderful. So Destiny, this song, it talks about, for me, letting go of bitterness, you know, mm. and, and and the short version would just be this. Me and my dad's relationship, probably 90% of the guys watching this are like, yeah, me too. Um, me and my dad's relationship was not good. And we treated each other terribly when I was in high school. I kind of never thought I would see him after high school, see him again. And long story short, because of the Bible, because of Christ in my life and my dad's life, we reconnected years later, 10 or 12, 13 years later. And we have a relationship now and my kids get to have a granddad and I get to see how God restores things. And so this song is saying, is this the life that you want? I mean, it's asking that question. Is this the life that you want? Is this who you want to be? And um, it leads up to my favorite line in the song that says, I'm running towards the light, free of all the rage I thought would never leave. 
because there was a time in my life that I was like, I will never live a day without being enraged at right. my dad. I'll right. never be able to live a day without that. And I can truthfully say now after this time, this healing, I don't have any bitter. I, I'm not even annoyed at my dad. Right. I'm just so thankful of what God did. So thanks for sharing that story with me. Oh, no, that's so good, man. And I, I love that you put that out there because a lot of the folks that listen to my podcast and have, have read uh, my story, they, they see the friction that I have with my dad. Um, my mom actually left us when I was about seven or eight years old and left me with my dad, who was a Vietnam veteran, and he was struggling with the demons of his past. Well, obviously, as he's going through that, and I'm a child and I understand where his rage and his anger is coming from, it, it gave me a, a bunch of resentment for him. And wow. even as a young fireman, I just, I'll be honestly, prior to coming to Christ, I hated my dad. I hated my mom. I hated stuff that they, they did to me. Well, once I came to Christ, I realized he's so much bigger. He's, he's the redeemer. Obviously, first and foremost, what did he come to this earth for is for our salvation, right? That's it. Put our faith Absolutely. in Christ crucified and we're, we're going to be eternally with him forever. And people will ask me like, dude, so the day you, you became a follower of Christ, everything got better. I'm like, no, check it out. Life still sucked. Okay. <laughs> but, but hear me out. I don't want to disappoint people. Meaning I still live on this fallen world full of broken people, full of all the chaos, full of all the evilness. But now I had someone who I could always fall back in the arms of who is my father, who will never stop loving me, who will never stop caring for me, who already beat everything I'm struggling with right now, including the strife in my life, you know? And so it's hard for me because my parents are faithless and, and it's a struggle and there's still a lot of things we're working through. And what I do love about being a follower of Christ and, you know, also going with the wisdom that you just threw out there is knowing he's continuously working on things. And I want people out there to kind of think of that. So even if you haven't had a redemption and it hasn't, your family's fallen apart and stuff, just know that Christ is still working on everything, man. So thanks for sharing that with us, bro. It means so much, man. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Another thing I kind of want to hit with you is I do want to talk about current events and your views because obviously I follow your podcast. I know your views on stuff. And I love the way that I'm not going to say attack them head on, but you stand firm head on in things, in your beliefs. You look for what you feel is the right, what you feel is the wrong, and how you back it up with scripture. So out, I live out here in California, and I always jokingly say, don't hold that against me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from California. I'm not of California, you know, <laughs> yeah. and for anyone listening out there, would you stop sending everyone to my state and ruining it? Okay. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, you know, we, Christy, my wife and I, we have our own personal convictions on what's going down and it's not like we're against anything. What we're against is anti-freedom. We're pro-freedom. We're pro your, your being able to make decisions between you, your doctor, your family, your kids, and come up with what is right for you. 
But her being a labor and delivery nurse, she is one of the ones that falls under the quote mandates. But people say, oh, you know, you could leave your job if you don't like it. Well, that's kind of coercion, you know, leave your whole livelihood if you don't like it. And so we've been in the struggle that a lot of other people are going through nationwide. What are your thoughts on these attacks on freedom right now and these things going on? And it does kind of line up with the album. But I just want to get your views on that. Mm. Well, it, you're right. It does line up with the album. And uh, yeah, my position is this. I try to be, uh, you got, and you also got to, people listening got to understand. So I've been doing this for 25 years. It was never my intention to be some outspoken uh, political, social issue thing. I just wanted to play music for Christ. I've right. always been outspoken about Jesus and the fact that he is Lord of all and he can change your life. But I was limited to that because the rest of it to me just seemed like, uh, a distraction and, and would needlessly break up my fans into groups. And the truth is, is that I have a lot of grace for people that disagree about stuff. Right. But, but we have entered into a time, man, as you said, that is so crazy. And what the reason I got so outspoken, frankly, is because so many people in my industry, the Christian music industry, were falling away from Jesus, falling out of faith. We have all these public pastors deconstructing their faith no longer saying they're a believer. Then there's a whole nother section of pastors, I call them woke pastors, who are now preaching opinions that I personally I personally wouldn't necessarily mind if one of my friends had that opinion, because I'd be like, I disagree because the Bible, but there's grace. But these are but these are preachers. And so there's a different level of accountability, you know? And so mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have to say what I think. I do say it kind of forcefully, but I always try to say, this is what I, in my opinion, I have grace on. And so I agree with you hundred percent. I am not against the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I am not against uh, this vaccine and I am not against somebody wearing masks. You know, I'm not against a lot of, I, I'm, I'm kind of fine with whatever you want. Right. What I don't like exactly what you said is the mandates. The mandates are all a part of a whole worldview in which the government basically says, hey, you don't have control of your life. You, right. know, you, don't, you don't have any autonomy. You don't have any government over your own life. We're going to do that for you. We're going to take care of you. In fact, we're going to make you lock down and we will pay you. So now the government becomes the father. You can't go to church. You may not you go worship. Now the government kind of becomes the god which is, you know, and in, in various philosophies of statism and things like that. Oh, yeah. So when I look at this stuff, I just say, hey, there's a much larger thing going on. I have grace for people that disagree. But what I do not like, and the only thing that gets me really upset, is when the other side, the other Christians, I'm not talking about the world. I don't care about the right, world. Right, right. What, <laughs> what the other Christians, when they come down and say, you are not acting like Christ if you don't wear a mask. That's when I'm like, all right, now you force me to say something because I absolutely disagree with what you're saying. You're, you're needlessly putting, it's like pharisaical, you're, you're needlessly putting more works of the law in right. order to say that's what Jesus would do. I would say this is a, a, a matter of conscience. B, I would say that if Christians don't recognize that we are being lied to from the media, big tech. I just read that, that big tech was uh, Twitter was talking about taking down anyone who says 
that if you are vaccinated, that you can still spread COVID. That is a scientific fact. <laughs> Everybody a fact. knows that. But Twitter, wow. is, Twitter still doesn't want you saying it. So anybody that doesn't realize that the medical establishment, big government, they're all in cahoots together. That is not to say that COVID isn't real. That's right. not to say that a vaccine isn't a good thing to do. That's up to you. But they are all in this together. And what they really want is a secular utopian control over your life. And th- the last thing I'll say about it, because I am passionate about this. No, I love that, hearing it go, bro. Preach it, man. I yeah, love this. Well, I-, I do believe that the world doesn't know it. I think the world hates people like me and you and a lot of people saying what we're saying. But I believe that the the last thing holding back tyranny for the world, for the entire Western world, um, because a lot of the other rest of the world is already in tyranny. So the Western world that is not in tyranny yet, the thing holding it back is America and namely conservative Christians. Right. We are the ones that we have our finger like in the crack of the dam, right. you know, holding this back because if we get, if we give that up, the government is going to take control uh, of our lives, of our kids' lives. You know, I, I look at, I have friends that live in Germany and places, you know, Germany, you're not allowed to homeschool your kids. You're not allowed to take, say, no, my kids don't, I don't want my kids to learn about radical gender theory. You're not allowed right. to do that. Right. And so the world isn't going to like what we are saying. However, if we win this battle, the whole world is going to be blessed. And so I put this in the category of Jesus saying, don't be surprised when the world hates you. They hated me. They don't hate you. They hate me. And they basically hate you because you represent me. So don't worry right. about it. That's right. going to happen. That's how I see it. That's so good, man. And and I'm I, I, we you know align perfectly right there because the way that I see it, is we're standing firm in grace. Now, let's be honest. When we say conservative Christians, you know, I, I, try, I always tread lightly there because, you know, there's some conservative Christians. I just want to, like, give them a little smack on the back of the head and say, come on, where is the grace <laughs> in that? You know, like, like, I hear you. If I thought I was doing harm after I sat down with God first and foremost and sat with my Bible, then I looked at the science. I believe in the same science as the world. I just say God gave it to us and we need to steward it properly, read it properly, understand it properly. And after I do that, then I sit with the person the, the that became one with me, my wife, right? And I, I talk with her and, and we, we have strong biblical beliefs, you know, and how it goes. And we look and we say, if we thought we were bringing harm to this world, then shame on us. In Christ, I truly would say shame on us. But when we put it all together and it's like, no, you're not hurting anyone by this. So lovingly stand firm in your opinions and the facts. Now, if I run off and go, you know what? People who wear masks are idiots. There's no grace in that, as you know. Oh, and, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and so 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 I love how you say it. Like, wear it, don't wear it. I, I really don't care, but don't force it upon us whatsoever after the science proves that we're not causing harm to others and we made decisions on our own, you know? So I, I love that view, bro. Thanks for throwing that out there, man. So something else I, I want to hit and I left pretty much the best for last. And what I always say the best for last is usually when I talk about another man's better half, meaning his wife. Okay. <laughs> and where I'm <laughs> sorry. So we're like, I say, dude, you're sick. I love what you do, but come on, man. Our wives are so much better than, uh, than the two of us. Okay. Um, 
All right. A little birdie told me uh, the song and the message within it was inspired by an entry in one of your wife's journals that basically said, I've got some life in me. Do you know what song I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> tell me tell me about it. And where I'm going with this is because I did read something, said it was basically in response with all she was dealing with as a mom and wife in regards to the pandemic and all the nonsense surrounding it. So, bro, I'm putting you on Front Street now. Just tore into your personal <laughs> life. <laughs> T- tell me why you wrote this song and where it came from and, and what your wife was uh, going through, if you don't mind me asking, you know. Sure, absolutely. So, so for people that don't know, my wife Corey is also in the band. So we've been playing in Skillet now for 25 years. That means we've been on the road uh, full time. Well, for 24 years because then there was a pandemic. That was the only time. <laughs> the only time Wait, we've a pandemic. Been what are you talking about, John? What do you mean a pandemic? <laughs> well, no, which sure. one? Which one? <laughs> right. So, so that put us at home. But but we also have two kids. So my kids are now 19 and 16. Mm-hmm. So my kids are, you know, basically grown, but my kids grew up on the road ever since they were born and they've traveled to Europe and everywhere. Uh, so that's what we've done with our lives. So with the pandemic, I think what happened, I mean, being home was, was fine in terms of, uh, I mean, obviously it has all the, the, the implications for your job and your implications for, for other things, but being home wasn't a big deal. It was kind of kind of fun in certain ways, sleeping in our own bed for the first time. My kids enjoyed being here. We got to be more a part of a church. But a lot of the hard things that came from it, one of those things I will tell you on, on a personal level uh, that we I don't talk about, I don't know if I've said in hardly in any interview, so you're getting the real stuff on Cancel This, um, which my, my wife's mom has um, Alzheimer's and uh, her parents live with us. So when we came off the road, I mean, it was brutal. I'm just going to be honest. It was so brutal. And uh, my Corey and her siblings were kind of dealing with that. And and it was just really hard work. And it's so sad because this is somebody that that you love and has been they're just not the same. Like the person, you know, is gone, you know, and there's this there's this new person that is never going to be okay. It's going to get worse. They're going to cuss at you. They're going to try to hit you and bite you. And it's just what it is. And right. so it was that mixed <sighs> in with the, with the just angst. Ang- it wasn't necessarily that we were angsty within our relate at all with our relationship or family. It's the angst of everybody with politics, the presidential election, vaccines, masks, you know, mandates, don't open your church. If mm-hmm. uh, I mean, all of a sudden, everything you did was making a statement, even when you don't want to make a statement. Like, for instance, I just want to go to church and worship God. And the fact that I'm going to church now apparently makes me a, you know, fill in the blank, killer, or or you don't care about people. Then you go to church. Some of the people at the church wear a mask, some don't. Well, if you don't wear a mask, then maybe you this. And maybe we should wear a mask, but nobody can sing when you have a mask. It's just like the whole thing. And so we wrote we wrote this song, Standing in the Storm. It's about a lot of things. One of the things it's about is we started this podcast with, which has been, I've just become more outspoken. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, it cost me some friendships. And I say I was surprised because those were not, like, I have a lot of atheist friends, 
a lot of agnostic friends. Mm -hmm. They don't like what I say, but they didn't leave me. It was my, what I would consider now, maybe my woke Christian friends that, that are, were so mad at what I was saying that their heads were exploding. And all of a sudden this pandemic, I think it, 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 it made people realize that they, that there are issues we've never discussed. You know, where do you land on X, Y, or Z? And that was really sad. And I didn't want those friendships to end. You know, I wanted those to, I wanted to work them out, but it was just this volatile situation. So all that to say, there's a business cost for being vocal about these things. Right. And cancel culture is specifically something I sing about in this song. And that's relevant for this podcast. Right. Because, you know, there's a, uh, there's a line in the song that says, time for me to be defiant because I won't be silent when I suffer. Slinging shots at Goliath, going to call down fire, rain and thunder. So the idea is basically saying, I, I know you're trying to cancel me, but I am not going to be silent about it. We're going to face, we're going to face Goliath head on. We're not waiting for Goliath to come swinging. We're going to grab that little stone and in the power of the spirit, not in my own power, not in my own angst, not in my yep. own. Yep. I'm not just PO'd in the in the power of God. When he says to speak, we're going to sling that that stone and we're going to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. And he will do amazing, miraculous works, even though we are suffering sometimes in the process. There's a cost for it, but the reward is so much greater. So that is what the song is about. There, I've still got some life in me, yeah. as my wife says in her journal. Right. Oh, dude, that is so... It, and thanks for sharing that, man. You know, like I say, I try to stay out of people's deep personal lives. But dude, just share that story. I know it's blessed so many people because I, I was getting chills when you're telling the story. Not the story, but what your family's going through because we're going through it in our family right now with my wife. And uh, she's blessed to love her grandmother. And she's going through um, all of that too. And it's been so rough to see her, you know, become a person that she's not. And then the struggles that my wife's having dealing with her grandma. And then in the mix, my wife's mom ended up with cancer. And it was that I got so bitter and so angry because there's this term I cannot stand. It's called because of COVID. But because right. of COVID, they put off her diagnostic test by about nine months. Oh, my God. And the day that they told us that she had cancer and it was stage four and it was in her lungs and everything. And then her grandmother has all the, you know, the Alzheimer's going on just to see my wife's mm. spirit crushed. But to watch the strength of our wives and of women in general, man, it blows me away. A good, godly woman. Man, you want to talk about a feminist? I'll show you one, you know, of the Bible and stuff. So thanks for sharing that, man. Hey, bro, before we head out, the last question I'm going to throw to you is I like to leave people with a little bit of hope. I like, you know, I like what you do. I love how you do it, that you 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 bring up the the topics of today, but you don't just stir people up, you know, the beehive and the walk away. I love that you always leave people with some hope, with a call to action, with with something good. What do you hope this album does for people in these dark times that we're in? Mm, well, you know, I'll probably I'll probably end with with I think where you started from, which was that I don't remember how you started it, but I remember thinking that you were going here. That the album does talk about the struggle. It talks about the fact that we are in hard times and 
what I particularly like about the record is there's two things you're going to get. You're going to get the honesty of the struggle, but you are going to get the message of victory. And that, that it, to me, is what the, uh, the New Testament is about. I mean, the New Testament is about the struggle of, you know, we see it in, in our Savior, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. his daily struggle. And we see him praying and drops of blood, and he knows what's about to happen. But we see victory through the cross of Christ. To me, that's what this is about. You know, there's a scripture that I love that I would say uh, is very formative in this record. Most people that are Christians know it, but it says, therefore, we are more than conquerors in Christ. Uh, We are more than conquerors in Christ. And to me, that's the message of this album. It is not a depressing record. It's actually extremely positive. Right. It's extremely like whatever the world throws at me, I'm going to stand in the storm. We are going to overcome. But the key is just to remember, and I hope this encourages people as we as we wrap up. I, I hope that it encourages people this, that whatever the world throws at you, you can face it, not because you are awesome, not because you're just such a strong person. And, and if you self-love enough that you're going to do something really great, you can't talk yourself into overcoming. It's the power of Christ in you. Right. It causes you to overcome. And only a few verses before that wonderful verse that we are more than conquerors in Christ. A, a lot of the, the, the scripture that we don't talk about a lot says that the Holy Spirit is interceding for us according to the will of God. So in other words, what we're saying is, is that God himself, the Holy Spirit, he knows what I need. He knows what I'm going through. And the Holy Spirit is praying for me to have the strength of the Father in my life. Therefore, I am more than a conqueror in Christ. Now, that is good news. I can't do it. You can't do it. God can do it. So whatever comes your way, you can have victory in Christ. That's a positive message right there. Amen, brother. Thanks for that. All right. I know for a fact you've gained a ton of new fans after this talk that we had. Ooh, Trust me. With that being said, what is the date that the album drops that people can go pick it up, download it, do all that good stuff? Yes, January 14th. The album is called Dominion. If you're like, I don't know if I want to buy that, go to YouTube, watch a video for Surviving the Game or Standing in the Storm or Refuge. And see if you dig it. And if you like it, do me a favor. Tell your friends about it. Listen on Spotify. Buy it on iTunes or wherever you listen to music. And please do me a favor. uh, Make sure you tell somebody because just like you're seeing with everything else to do with, with Christianity or even, I guess, Americanism, I would say. Not to get on a soapbox, but we share the soapbox. Um, We don't have the amount of access to the market because of the things that we're saying, just like you know. So do me a favor. If you like it, tell somebody about it so we can get this positive uh, music out and hopefully it can help people through a bad day. Ultimately, it'd be great. It might lead somebody to Christ. You never know what God's going to do. Exactly. My friends, I'm telling you, you guys have been listening to my podcast and have known me for years. I- I'm very restrictive, I guess, of the people I bring on and stuff, because it's got to be someone that has that message that just so lines up and I'm so on board with. So my friends, I'm telling you, January 14th, this album comes out. 
Um, yeah, definitely go to YouTube, but just buy it. I'm telling you guys, just get this album. It's going to rock your world. If it can take a, a beautiful Christian woman like my wife and actually bring her to tears with things that are going on in our lives and stuff, I'm telling you, it's going to touch your soul. So John Cooper of Skillet, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I loved it. Thank you, brother. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.